people love coming to your meetings. People love receiving your emails. People love engaging with you. It takes the pressure off of those first few sentences and it takes the pressure off of starting a conversation, starting a presentation. This is what brings enjoyment. This is what brings the positive impression. This is what brings the credibility to you because this person doesn't have to struggle to understand what you're saying. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in this week. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Jessica. I am the host of this podcast. I'm a corporate strategist. I'm a women's career coach. And I am so excited to be here to be talking to you about communication. Executive communication is one of my favorite topics, and I feel like such a huge nerd, but I love it so much. The reason is, is when you get the hang of this and you start to really internalize what it means to take the information that you share at work, in meetings, with your manager, whatever the context is, when you start to really learn how to do that, your confidence in what you're able to share will get higher and higher and higher. And one of the most magical things about becoming an excellent communicator and about communicating at an executive level is that when you are doing that, what is happening to your communication and the way you speak and the way you share information, what is happening is that it's getting simpler and simpler, and simpler. I think a lot of the times we think that to sound smart, to communicate like an executive, it has to be really complicated because we think complicated equals smart. To show people that I'm smart, it has to be really complicated. But let me tell you the biggest secret that will change all of that for you and make your life so much easier. The smartest people and the most powerful communicators are able to take complicated topics and complicated information and distill it down to help make it simpler and simpler and simpler. And when you begin to get the hang of this, your communications and the stuff that you share at work will become so much more impactful, so much more powerful, and you will be perceived as a stronger and stronger leader by the people around you, which is an excellent outcome. What I'm about to teach you in this episode will help you, and I challenge you to look for opportunities to do this today. What I'm about to teach you, you could do in an email in a meeting, in a quick informal update to your manager, this is something that you wanna start doing right now and you want to be doing it all of the time. Now, one thing that I want to share with you is that these communication tools, while they are helpful and while they can help you feel more confident, you still have to do the hard work of showing up for yourself in challenging situations where you feel yourself shrinking and you feel yourself getting small, 
It is up to you in those moments to draw on something in you that is far deeper and far stronger than the fear that you feel so that you can speak up and share what you have to share in an effective and powerful way. I know it can feel hard, and I know from my own personal experience that when you don't feel confident speaking up, it can feel like you're going to be that way forever. It can feel very embarrassing. It can feel shameful. It can make you feel stuck. It can make you feel a sense of dread about meetings and work situations. But I want you to know that it is possible to move through that. I have gone from being very scared and very insecure and trying my best to speak as little as possible to being the total opposite of those things and loving sharing my work and being able to share not only in a way that is strong, but in a way that is authentic to who I am. It took me a very long time, but I did it. And so I know that it's possible and I believe that it's possible for you. My biggest advice to you is just stay with it. The difference between someone that achieves a huge goal and achieves massive transformation and someone who doesn't is often that the person who made it there just stuck with it longer and refused to give up. I know it can be hard and I know it can feel like it takes a long time, but I believe that you can do it. And if you need support and if you want to not have to do it alone, I am now available to support you and you can learn more about working with me one-on-one if you go to the podcast website and I will link it below. You can absolutely grow and change on your own. You do not need someone to walk you through it, but when you have someone to support you in finding your voice and building confidence, it goes faster. And this is so important. It gives you emotional support through the parts that are difficult. Showing up in situations that feel uncomfortable for you is a very, very challenging thing to do. And one of the most effective ways to get yourself to do it is to know that you have someone who has your back the entire way and someone who can help you take a really big goal that feels impossible and scary and get really strategic about breaking it down into small steps so that you are guaranteed to build momentum and build confidence. My favorite way to grow and change in my own life is to trick myself into changing. And I know that sounds weird and strange, but whenever I'm trying to do something scary, something new, something that I want to do but I'm afraid to do, I have learned that my brain really freaks out if I try to make a big leap. And so what I do is I trick myself into getting there by taking tiny steps. And those tiny steps accumulate. And we always underestimate how much progress we can make just by going out of our comfort zone in tiny ways. And I love working with women in that way. And I love that approach because it is compassionate and it acknowledges the fact that we have fears and that things are difficult. And when you're afraid of a certain situation, it's like a cold pool. I mean, you could just plunge yourself into the cold pool and maybe that approach works for some people. That approach doesn't really work that well for me. 
I like the slow little baby steps. They feel good. They feel nice. And they require courage. And that courage adds up over time. And you would be really surprised what you can accomplish when you set a clear goal and you focus on that goal and you have the emotional support that you need and you have a really thoughtful plan for how you're going to get there. That is what I offer in my one-on-one work. It is incredibly satisfying and fulfilling for me. And it can help you get to where you want to be faster than if you try to tackle it all on your own. If you are interested, you can learn more at theartofspeakingup.com slash coaching. And with that, I'm going to get into the content of today's episode. This is going to be a fun one. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. So today I'm diving all the way into how to communicate with greater credibility. And I'm going to start this by asking you to imagine a very specific scenario. So just as you're listening to this, just relax and open your mind. And I want you to imagine that you are going out to a restaurant, hopefully a socially distanced restaurant, or hopefully COVID is over, but you are going to a restaurant. And as you're going to this restaurant, you approach the restaurant, you're on the sidewalk, And you look up and you notice that there's no sign. There is no sign. There is no name of the restaurant out front. And the restaurant itself, once you enter, has very, very neutral decorations. So once you get inside this restaurant, you can't tell what type of restaurant it is. Is it a sushi bar? Is it Italian food? Is it Chinese food? You can't tell what kind of restaurant you're in, but you sit down and you think to yourself, okay, once I get the menu, I'll probably figure out what type of place this is, and then I can figure out what I'm in the mood to eat, and then I won't feel so disoriented and confused. And so I want you to imagine that you sit down, and I want you to imagine that the waiter comes up to you, and they put the menu in front of you. And you open this menu to try to figure out what it is you want to order. And you notice that this menu is not organized the way that most restaurant menus are organized. So instead of having a section where there are appetizers and then there are entrees and maybe, you know, sometimes it's divided into like pasta and fish and vegetarian, instead of having different sections like that, Everything is just scrambled up. So I want you to imagine it's like a two-page menu, and you have all of it mixed up in there, just listed out. So there are sides, there are entrees, there are appetizers, there are desserts, there are beverages, and there's no order to anything. And then I want you to imagine that you open this menu, the waiter walks away, and they come back like a minute later, and they come up to your table and they say, hey, what do you want to order? What are you getting? And I want to ask you how you feel in that moment. How do you feel in the moment after you've entered this restaurant where you don't know what kind of food it is, you don't know what kind of restaurant it is, and then you open the menu and everything on the menu is all mixed up and all jumbled together. And after just one minute of you looking at this, your waiter comes up and tells you that they're ready to take your order. Now, I don't know about you, but I would not feel very happy in this situation. In fact, I would feel incredibly unhappy and incredibly stressed out. And you might feel that way too. And the reason why is because our brains don't really like it 
when things are unclear and confusing. And now what's interesting about this example is that the menu has all of the same information in it, right? So it's not missing information. It's just that the information isn't organized. It's all scrambled up and it's all bunched together. And that creates a sense of overwhelm. And part of the overwhelm that happens is because there's a lack of context. And today's episode is all about how to set context so that when you are communicating with other people, your communications don't feel like that scrambled up menu in that ambiguous, unlabeled mystery restaurant. So we are trying to get your communications not to be like that scrambled menu. We are trying to get your communication to feel like a clearly labeled, clearly decorated restaurant with an easy to understand, easy to skim menu. Now, part of the reason that your brain hates this confusing jumbled menu and this unlabeled restaurant and that my brain hates it and that most people's brains might not like this is because we don't have the context that helps us more easily process the information. So when you walk into the restaurant, because you don't even know what the name is, you already have less information about what's going to be on the menu, even before you've seen the menu. And so, for example, if I told you that this was an Italian pizza restaurant, you might be able to figure out exactly what you're going to order before you even opened the menu because you've maybe been to an Italian pizza restaurant before. They have similar menu items. There's probably going to be a margarita pizza on the menu. There's probably going to be some sort of house salad or arugula salad. There's probably going to be a tiramisu for dessert. And there's a familiarity there, right? So even just the name of the restaurant, even just the decor of the restaurant, before you've even looked at the menu, your brain already has context for what it might be able to expect. And then, of course, when you open the menu, it's easy for your brain to look at it and begin to evaluate your options and make decisions because you have context for the different menu items. So when you see mozzarella sticks in the appetizer section, your brain knows, okay, are we getting an appetizer? And then you go into the pizza section and your brain starts thinking, okay, what kind of pizza do I want? What kind of toppings do I want? And I love pizza, so this is really fun to talk about. But all of these cues, the name of the restaurant, the decoration, the section on the menu, these are all like little signs that are pointing your brain in the direction of this is a pizza restaurant and these are our options. And so when the waiter comes up to your table and says, what do you want to order? You probably don't feel quite as overwhelmed. And in fact, if you have tons of context and you're really familiar with this restaurant, you might be ready to order before you've even opened the menu because your brain has so much context. So the more context that your brain has, and let's define context as outside information that is not the core information, but rather what we wrap around the information, right? So the context is the structure of the menu, the sign in the restaurant, 
it's not the items on the menu. That's the content. That's the core of the content. It's all of the things around it, the menu structure and the decor and the name of the restaurant and the sign. All of those things are the context that tell your brain what to expect, that tell your brain, okay, when I open this, I'm going to see a list of pizzas. And so that's what context is. And like I said, when you don't have that context, it's very overwhelming for your brain and it's very hard to make decisions. So when you're in the unlabeled, ambiguous restaurant with a scrambled menu and the waiter comes up to take your order, you are not going to feel as empowered to make a good decision. And in fact, you might feel annoyed, you might feel frustrated, and you might feel rushed. In contrast, when you're in the restaurant that's clearly labeled with a normally organized menu, and then the waiter comes up to take your order, you probably don't feel frustrated, overwhelmed, and rushed. If you're like me, you might feel really indecisive, and you might try to convince the person you're with to split with you so that you can try more things, but that won't be as a result of a confusing menu or a confusing restaurant. It will simply be indecisiveness and the desire to eat and dry everything on the menu. But anyway, the reason that I'm explaining this to you is because communication at work is the same exact way. When you set context, aka when your communication is like the restaurant with the sign and the clear menu, the people around you feel less overwhelmed, they feel less frustrated, and they feel empowered to give you feedback and input and make decisions. On the other hand, when your information and when your content lacks context, it makes people feel disoriented, it can make people feel confused, and it can make it really difficult for people to give you input, to give you feedback, to engage with whatever it is you're sharing. And you have probably been on the receiving end of this at work. So you've probably been in a meeting, or maybe not, but I guess I'll ask you, have you ever been in a meeting and someone is sharing something and they're sharing work that you have not been closely involved in and they put their work up and they start sharing and the first thing that your brain says is what the hell are they talking about? You don't know what they're talking about and it doesn't make sense. That is the equivalent of that person showing you the scrambled menu. The reason that you are so confused about what they are saying it's not because you're dumb and not because you don't understand and not because you're not good enough for your job. None of those things are true and none of those things are the reason that you're confused. You're confused because that person has failed to set context and you're confused because that person shoved a scrambled menu up in your face and said, what do you want to order? And so when you're communicating your goal is never be the person sharing the scrambled menu and always be the person whose restaurant is so clearly labeled and is so clearly whatever type of restaurant it is, let's go with the Italian metaphor because pizza is delicious, and your restaurant has a menu that is so clearly structured that people love coming to your restaurant, which will translate to People love coming to your meetings. People love receiving your emails. People love engaging with you. And the way that you do that, one of the ways that you do that is by learning to set 
context. And now I'm going to explain to you how, and we're gonna move away from the restaurant analogy into a galaxy slash solar system slash planets analogy, because this is the one that makes the most sense to me and is the most helpful for me in understanding how to actually implement this and how to not present people with a scrambled menu when you're presenting information in a meeting or in an email or in a conversation. It doesn't matter the setting. But anyway, this planet and galaxy analogy is how I do it. And I find it really helpful. And I think that you will too. And so what I want to point out to you is that when you are working on a project, it is as if that project is a planet. So let's say you are working on a certain project, and let's just say that that project is Jupiter. (laughs) I really like Jupiter because Jupiter is huge. It's like way bigger than Earth, which is so wild, and it's not even solid. It's such a crazy planet. Anyway, Let's just say you're on Jupiter. And when you are sharing any information about any sort of project that you are deeply involved in and that you are working on day to day, if you are sharing that information with someone who is not deeply involved in the project, who is not involved in it day to day, then you need to think about this as you being on Jupiter and as that other person or perhaps multiple other people, let's say if you're presenting to a group of people or an audience, you need to think of those other people as on a different planet. So you are on Jupiter, and the person that you're presenting to or talking to or sharing information with is maybe on Mars. Or maybe you're sharing information with a bunch of different people and they're all scattered on very different planets, right? If you're sharing something with a group of people and they're all in different parts of the company or they are all working on different things, right? You are on Jupiter and they are on other planets. And what you want to do before you get into any details whatsoever is that you first need to explain to them and remind them what planet you're on, and you need to orient them to what planet you're on. And what that means is you need to explain to them what your project is and why your project exists in the first place before you get into any sort of level of detail beyond that. Now, this might sound really obvious to you, It might sound really obvious to you, like, of course I would share what project I'm working on. Of course I would share why I'm working on it. But here's the thing. When we are working on something, we get so close to it day to day and it becomes so normal and our brains get so used to it that we completely forget that other people's brains are not used to it. We completely forget that other people are on another planet. So what often happens is when you are sharing a presentation or sending an email or updating your boss on something, what often happens is rather than us setting context and reminding that person what planet we're on before we get into the details of where on that planet we are and where we're updating them, we just kind of unfortunately just barf out information and details just like that crazy disorganized menu And that's why you have that experience of sitting in a meeting and not understanding what someone's saying because that person is just barfing out details. And sorry for the slightly unpleasant verbiage, but that's what's happening. And so what you want to do 
is before you get people into the details, before you go into any sort of detail, you want to welcome them to your planet and you want to tell them what planet you're on and you want to orient them to the planet first so that they feel a sense of familiarity before you get too much into the details. Now, here's the trick with this, and this is really important, and you have to trust me on this. You have to trust me on this. When you do this, it's going to feel redundant and obvious to you. So let's say you're working on Project Z, and you're in Phase 2 of Project Z, and you've been in Phase 2 of Project Z for a couple months now, and this project is really a part of your day-to-day. When you step back and tell someone, hey, I'm working on Project Z and I'm in phase two, your brain's going to say, no, 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 that's so obvious. Of course you're in Project Z. Of course you're in phase two. Just get to the information, get to the detail. So your brain's going to think and you're going to think, oh, I'm being really obvious. Like I'm creating this presentation and the first page is just me telling people like what the project is and why it exists and what phase I'm in. And I'm not even getting to the findings or anything or anything fancy or anything cool or anything complicated. I'm just sharing this basic information. Like your brain might freak out and might say like, no, 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 like this is too basic. Everyone knows this. But no, they don't know this. And this is what causes people to feel disoriented, especially if you're either sharing with people who, like I said, are not involved with the project or people who have various backgrounds and various level of involvement. So the bigger the group that you're sharing to, the more important it is to set this context because there's going to be a wider variety of backgrounds and you want to make sure that everyone in the group is on the same page and that you're not leaving anyone behind. And so what this means is before you start, any kind of question for your manager, any kind of presentation, any kind of email asking someone for something, the first thing you need to do is welcome them to your planet. Never start without welcoming them to your planet unless they are on the planet with you. So if you're sharing information with someone who is in the weeds with you, who is in the day-to-day with you, who is super, super familiar with the same level of details of the project as you are, then this does not apply. But if you are sharing a question or an update or a presentation with someone who is not at the same level of detail as you, then you have to welcome them to your planet. And so what that looks like is telling them what planet you're on, giving them a little bit of context about this planet, and then orienting them to where specifically on the planet you are. So what this means simply is that the planet that you're on is the project that you're working on. So I suggest sharing what it is you're working on and also why. What is the purpose of it? It helps people remember why this is happening in the first place. And then I want you to ask yourself if there's another level of detail beyond just what planet you're on that would be helpful for that person to know before you dive all the way into your detailed update or detailed question. So what that second level of detail might look like is what phase of the project you're on what specific piece of work within the broader project you've been focused on. Because often, projects have many phases and many components. So you want to start at the big high level with, okay, 
this is the project, this is why it exists, and then you want to go a little bit narrower into I'm on the second phase, or I've been focused on the recruiting piece, or I've been focused on the blah, blah, blah piece. And what you do is you start broad, this is the project, this is why it exists, and then you narrow in a bit, and then you keep narrowing until you get to the specific details that you are sharing. So you're starting broad and going narrow, just like the restaurant. Just like the restaurant starts out with a sign out front that tells you, this is an Italian pizza restaurant. And then you get in and you open the menu and the menu tells you, this is the appetizer section. Okay, great. Mozzarella sticks. Do we want mozzarella sticks? Right? Versus going into the restaurant and having this scrambled menu and you see mozzarella sticks, but how do you know if you want them? Because there's like desserts mixed in and is there a pizza section? And you need to know the other parts of the menu to make your appetizer decisions. Am I right? You need full context. You need a lot of information and it needs to be organized. And so what you are doing when you welcome everyone to your planet, when you welcome everyone to Jupiter and say, hello, I'm on Jupiter. I'm on Jupiter because we're trying to help the company do X and I'm on the equator area of Jupiter in this one specific spot and this is what I need your help with or this is what I'm gonna update you on. When you do that, it helps the person understand where you are. And now you've gone from them potentially being super confused to them very clearly understanding and being able to engage with whatever it is you're asking. And this feels very nice for their brain. It feels very nice. It's like a little massage for their brain because it's easy for them to understand. They don't have to think so hard. They don't have to concentrate so hard. They don't have to try so hard to make sense of what you're saying. They just are led there by the way that you lead them there. And as a result, this is what brings enjoyment. This is what brings the positive impression. This is what brings the credibility to you because this person doesn't have to struggle to understand what you're saying. When you are setting this context and when you are welcoming everyone to your planet and saying that I'm on Jupiter and this is why I'm on Jupiter and here's what part of Jupiter I'm on and when you're going from the broad project and why you're doing the project to the narrower subset of the project to the specific piece of information you're sharing, when you're going from broad to narrow, you're leading them along a path and you're helping them get to where you already are. So even though it feels obvious to you because you've been there, remember they haven't. And remember that they're on a different planet and that you're bringing them into your planet. And I want to let you know that this is something that you can implement right away. You don't need to wait for a big presentation or a big readout. This is something that you can implement when you are emailing someone who you are asking for help with your project. This is something that you can implement when you are updating your manager on something or asking them a question about something. Anytime that you are referencing something that you're working on and you're either sharing it with someone or you're asking them for something, anytime that that happens, you can use this and you should always be using this and you should always get in the habit of this because it will make your communication stronger. And what will happen is that whenever you share information, people will have fewer questions. 
There will be less confusion. There will be less people stopping you, raising their hand to ask a question and clarify because you've already laid everything out in a clear manner. You've already done the clarifying so they don't have to. And that's what builds the credibility because time and time again, when people hear from you, they begin to remember, they begin to know, they begin to associate this person. She is clear. She is concise. She is consistent. She doesn't confuse me. She is is an Italian restaurant with a clear sign out and organized menu. She is Planet Jupiter, but when she welcomes me to Planet Jupiter, I know exactly where I'm at. And so this is something that I would encourage you to start doing today, even if it feels weird and even if it feels a little strange to be like, I'm working on this project. And you're thinking, well, everyone knows that. Everyone knows I'm working on this project. No, people don't know. They're on their own planet. They're doing their own stuff. They're not thinking about you and your stuff all the time. They're thinking about their stuff. So do everyone the courtesy and do yourself a courtesy of sharing the quote unquote obvious information. I mean, think about it. Isn't it so obvious to the owner of the Italian restaurant that it's an Italian restaurant and they know exactly what's on the menu? Of course, because it's their restaurant. Just like it's obvious to you what project you're doing and what piece of the project you're focused on. But remember that the other people don't know. So I hope that this helped you and I hope that this is something that you can start doing and I hope it helps you feel more confident in your voice and stronger when you are speaking up. And the most wonderful thing about this skill is that I know sometimes this has been my experience and maybe this is your experience when I'm speaking often I'm the most worried or the most nervous right at the beginning. So it's those first few words that I share where I feel the most anxious about speaking up. And this tool, because it's sort of like a formula and because it's like, hey, I've been working on this project and here's why I'm doing this project and here's what phase I'm on, because this formula is so almost like just check the boxes and it's become just a way that I start communicating It takes the pressure off of those first few sentences and it takes the pressure off of starting a conversation, starting a presentation, because you know that you're always going to be starting with these foundational elements and you get more used to doing it. It comes more naturally. And as a result, kicking off meetings or initiating a conversation can feel less intimidating because you know you're going to start with this. So it has that extra bonus, that extra benefit to it. And if you end up doing it, I would love to hear how it works. I would love to hear how it helps you. And so as always, feel free to get in touch with me. I will put my contact information below. And I want to thank you so, so much for listening. And I hope that you're doing really, really well. And also, if you're interested in working together with me one-on-one, you can learn more about that at theartofspeakingup.com slash coaching. And I'm going to also link it below in the show notes so that you can find it easily. And of course, I always mention the free resources and you can find all of this referenced in the show notes, but I have a free ebook called The Smart Ambitious Woman's Guide to Assertiveness in the Workplace. And this will help you if you really struggle pushing back, if you struggle with asking for things that you need at work, things like that. This is an ebook with exercises and tools and support to help you feel stronger doing that because that is a really important skill to develop professionally. So there's a free ebook. There's also a Facebook group. And I also have a newsletter that I just started and you can get all of those things or whichever ones you want all the way at the bottom of the show notes. 
and I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you're feeling so confident in your voice and how you speak up and how you contribute. And the most wonderful thing about all of this is it's learnable, especially communication. And I know that that's one that's important to you and it's something that you can practice and learn. And so I encourage you to start practicing today and let me know how it goes for you. All right, I hope you have an amazing day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.